The bread you give, O God, is Christ's flesh for the life of the world. The cup of his blood is your covenant for our salvation. Grant that we who worship Christ in this holy mystery may reverence him in the needy of this world by lives poured out for the sake of that kingdom where he lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the following passage from Deuteronomy, Moses reminds the Israelites that while they were wandering in the desert, God cared for them. God fed them manna in the desert. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people. Remember the long way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness in order to humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. He humbled you by letting you hunger, then by feeding you with manna, with which neither you nor your ancestors were acquainted, in order to make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions, he made water flow for you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and to test you and in the end to do you good. The word of the Lord. Thank you, God. Paul reminds the Christians in Corinth that in the one bread and in the sharing of the one cup, we are united in the body and blood of Jesus. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his people, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The people then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, 
and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The feast of the body and blood of Christ is certainly a feast of transformation. We believe that the bread and wine are transformed into the body and blood of Christ. And somehow in sharing the body and the blood of Christ, you and I are transformed. St. Augustine said, we become what we eat. Two stories about transformation. A man was walking the beach and, and he saw this, this lamp in the sand and he bent down and he picked it up and he rubbed it off and the genie appeared. You, you, you've heard this. The genie appeared. And the genie said to the guy, I'll give you whatever you ask for. So the man thought about it for a minute and he said, I would like to have the Midas touch. So from that day forward, everything he touched turned into a muffler. <laughs> Another transformation story, a little bit closer to my heart, there was a guy who was really, really overweight and decided that he had to lose some weight to be healthy and, and live better. And, and he went on a, a, a diet, a food restriction, and he was doing very, very well. And the people he worked with, well, they were always impressed with how well he was doing. So uh, one day he showed up at work with a box full of cinnamon buns. <clears throat> He's supposed to get us some cinnamon buns. Okay. So, and they, the people at work, they, they challenged us. What are you doing? You were doing so well. What happened with your diet? And he said, well, you know, I changed my route to work when I started this diet because I didn't want to drive past the bakery every day. But for some reason today, I went the other way. I went the original route and I passed the bakery. And in the bakery window, there were these incredible cinnamon buns. Cinnamon buns. They were amazing. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, if you really want me to have those cinnamon buns, Find me a parking space right in front of the bakery. And sure enough, 
That's what happened. I just had to go around the block eight or nine times till it opened up. <laughs> Change is hard. Being transformed is difficult. You know, when we celebrate the Eucharist, when we speak of the Eucharist, there, there are three words that we use a lot. The first one is Eucharist. We celebrate Eucharist. The second word we use is communion. When we share the Eucharist, we are in communion. And the third one we use is Mass. I went to Mass. I was on Zoom Mass, and it was pretty good. All three of these words have their origin in relationship to what we celebrate in the Word of God we heard today. Eucharist, the word Eucharist means, let us give thanks. It's important that when we gather to celebrate Eucharist or get in front of our screen celebrating Eucharist, that we have a very good sense of the things for which we are grateful. If you remember from what Doug read from Deuteronomy, Moses kept telling the people, you must remember. Remember how God led us out of the desert. Remember how God gave us manna to eat. Remember how God brought water from the flinty rock. Remember and give thanks. When we celebrate Eucharist, our mindset has to be, thank you for what you've given us, Lord. We have to be present to and aware of all of the things God has given us. As you know, I've gotten into the habit when we celebrate Eucharist together of asking, asking you to say out loud that for which you are grateful. And there's a guy in the parish who every time I do that, he says simply, I'm grateful for my life. What's poignant about that little story? He had a massive heart attack a few years ago. And his heart stopped beating. He was pronounced dead. And he came back to life. When he says, I thank you for my life. It has great meaning for all of us. The first word, Eucharist, let us give thanks. The second word, communion. Communion means to be one with. In the letter to the Corinthians that Doug read, that passage talks about being one in the body of Christ, being one as we share the bread, as we share the cup, being one. 
Communion is a challenge for us. Communion reminds us that we are, in fact, one with Christ, and being one with Christ, we are one with one another. It's been tough during this pandemic time to celebrate that being one, although everyone tells us we're together. It's just so good to be together and to allow our communion in the body and blood of Jesus to truly make us one. The third word that comes to mind when we celebrate at the Lord's table is the word mass. That's what we call it, huh? We came to mass. The word mass is derived from the Latin word misa, which means to be sent. And every time you and I celebrate the Eucharist, we are sent from this meal, sent from this table to finish the mission of Jesus in our world. It's hard in this time of social distancing to know what are we supposed to do? What are we being sent to do in the world? to transform the world into the kingdom of God. We've gotten pretty good at recognizing the people who serve our needs, the people, the unheralded people who, who really do make our lives better, that they are living the mission of Jesus, making the world, remaking the world, transforming the world into God's kingdom. What does the Lord send us from this table? What does the Lord send us to do? Recently, Pope Francis stirred up some controversy when he spoke about the brutal murder of George Floyd. He said, he denounced the sin of racism and twice identified Floyd as the victim of a tragic killing in a message read in Italian and English during his general audience, Francis expressed concerns about violence during the protests, saying that violence was self-destructive. He also said, we cannot close our eyes to any form of racism or exclusion while pretending to defend the sacredness of every human life. It was a clear effort to call out some Catholics for whom the abortion issue is paramount while the other life issues dear to Pope Francis, racism, immigration, the death penalty, poverty, play second fiddle at the ballot box. Francis has firmly upheld the church's opposition to abortion 
And polls show that a plurality of American Catholics support significant restrictions on legal abortion. But Francis has also lamented that the U.S. church is obsessed with abortion, contraception, and gay marriage to the detriment of the other life teachings. In light of what Pope Francis has taught us, we are sent from here to confront racism whenever we see it. We're sent to confront and not engage in, in, in racial jokes or, or, or to discourage racial slurs. You and I are called, we're sent from here when we see somebody's life being hurt being disrespected, you and I are sent from here to challenge that racism, to challenge ageism, to challenge sexism, remembering that all of us are beloved of God. All of us are due the respect that belongs to God's daughters and sons. That's what we're sent to do. We remember God's gifts and we give thanks. We share the bread and wine, the body and the blood of the Eucharist, and we become one. And with word and sacrament, you and I are sent to make this world, to remake it, to transform it into the kingdom of God. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.